Good morning, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Halloween 2021. So freaking cute. Uh, by the way, tomorrow is Leo's, my son's, third birthday. It uh, will also be a rare day off of work for me, and by day off of work, that means I'm, I'm squeezing all of my work into A, from home, and B, happening during Leo's nap time between 1 and 4 p.m. So, uh, anyway birthday tomorrow halloween tonight we had a halloween uh, a, like a neighborhood halloween birthday part or excuse me a neighborhood halloween trick-or-treat parade yesterday which was really sweet luckily we got it in around the rain leo this year is going as as he would describe it a checkup man which you would know better as a doctor and uh he is just again just the cutest and i'm, I'm sure if you check my social media by the time this podcast comes out um you'll see pictures either uh, that I've posted or that my wife has posted. So happy Halloween to you. Go Browns today. It is a Steelers Sunday. But I have a few topics I want to hit very quickly here that I've been out. I've actually had some requests for once to talk about. And not a lot. I don't want to misrepresent. I always like when people say so many people or everyone is asking. No, I'll give you specific numbers. <laughs> I've had... About four requests for certain topics, and um, here's what they are. So quickly, I had uh, I, I want to talk about Mike Trevisano, who is uh, Cleveland sports and uh, just really even political, just sort of talk show host legend who passed away at the age of 74. He was on WTAM for years. Uh, my my fa- I mean, this guy was such a big deal. My father reached out to me immediately when he passed away. I guess it was sudden. So R.I.P. Triv, just truly just the voice of Cleveland, you know, AM sort of conservative talk radio, uh, but just free form. I mean, he was a conservative talk radio show host, um, but he was also, you know, Cleveland, like the voice of Cleveland. And so it wasn't just about, you know, hardcore right wing politics all the time. It was plenty of Indians, Browns and Cavs talk, plenty of what's going on in Cleveland talk. And it was really just honest to God, just great. Uh, speaking of radio legends, Brother Wee's inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame over the weekend as well. I did a show when this was announced a month or two ago where I, I really just gushed about what it was like to work with Wee's, so I won't do so much here. Uh, I will answer, as I say, I'll give you real numbers. I get asked, quote-unquote, all the time, probably been asked a total of 12 times, when are you going to have Brother Wee's on the podcast? And the answer is, I'm waiting for episode 100. That's what I'm thinking. I was originally going to have him on pretty early on, then I thought, you know what? But I get asked, uh, as we say, all the time. <laughs> I get asked all the time if uh, you're going to have Wee's on. We'd love to hear you two together again. And I agree. I think it would be a lot of fun to have Wee's on. I'm waiting for a milestone episode because I think that one will blow up. So I will, sooner than later, I swear. Wee's into the Radio Hall of Fame makes all the sense in the world. He's just uh, truly the the most enormous talent I've ever had the opportunity to sit across from. I watched that man who, on his worst, I mean at his worst, like we're talking about hungover, tired, pissed about something, unprepared, flip on a microphone and still do better radio than 99.9% of the people out there. So as far as just true, honest to God, raw talents, you don't find better than him. I, I think I said this in the last podcast. We would go to morning show boot camp and there would be 
dozens of radio personalities from around the country, and they would do these these um, panels, and Weez would be on the panel with personalities from New York City, Boston, Minneapolis, Detroit, you know, Houston, Los Angeles, San Diego, and Weez is from freaking Rochester, New York, and he would outshine the personalities from those major markets on that stage, and he would do it every single time. He was just, uh, just clearly the most enormous talent ever. Now, speaking of big talents, this is the thing that I got. Tons of requests. Again, I'm going to say probably four or five to talk about, and that is Jeremy Newman returning to the radio on one of my old stations, 100.5. I think it's called 10 10 in a row, your 10 in a row country station, 100.5. And uh, what do I think about that? Well, I'll tell you what I think about it. I think it's a brilliant move by iHeartMedia Management. I think this is how you bring listeners to the radio in 2021. We've talked before about standard radio strategy from 20 years ago. It just doesn't work anymore. Radio is not gaining listeners in general. It's losing listeners in general. And so if you want to bring ears to a radio station, this is how you have to do it. You have to go out and you have to get already established talent with large followings. And unfortunately, a lot of times the way that manifests itself is bringing in syndicated programming. And I know the morning show on that station now is Bobby Bones, who uh, is the most wrong I have ever been about assessing talent. I remember listening to Bobby Bones when he was doing either mornings or nights. I don't remember, but it was top 40 at the time. He hadn't gone country yet. And I remember listening to his show in the early days of like internet radio and just thinking to myself like, well... You know, if, if this guy has a show, I'll be just fine in this business because this is terrible. And now he's the biggest thing ever to happen to country radio. So, uh, again, uh, the guy you're listening to right now is pretty, pretty dead wrong about that one. So Bobby Bones in the morning. They've got voice tracking midday and nights. Julie and Megan, two great people as well. Um, but as far as bringing ears to the station... This is how you do it. It's Jeremy Newman. Now, I think, and this is this is going to be, this is tough. I'm, I, I think I'm going to maybe ruffle feathers with this one. Um, and, and I want to really, really qualify my statement that I'm about to make as, as no, by no means a personal indictment on anyone, as I truly enjoy all of the people I'm about to talk about personally. But it's just a professional observation, and that is I think the lesson may have been learned by iHeartMedia Management uh, on the uh, the big show, the, the 95-1 afternoon show. I think that bringing in talent that does not ha- come with it a prepackaged audience is just not a way to grow a radio station anymore. You just don't have the opportunity to get new ears on things so much in 2021 people are way more picky and choosy and have a way more options so the only way you are going to bring new ears to anything is to get pre-established already established stars and unfortunately what they did with 95.1 you know they brought in an unestablished star now earl's uh, he's amazing talent he's full of talent uh great radio guy great person nothing negative can be said about earl david reed nothing However, didn't come with a, you know, he, he just he didn't come in with a giant audience. He, he came in relatively unknown. And 
I think iHeart Management was banking on a little bit of not- notoriety from coming from his time with Brother Weeze and the fact that Brother Weeze would speak highly of him. But it was just, it, I think it was just such a short period of time that he was with Weeze. It's just not a name people associated. And so while you may get some of those Weeze hardcores listening to Earl, you just weren't going to bring in any new audience is where I'm going with that. And I think it was a lesson probably learned the hard way there by the iHeart management uh, and what and a mistake they weren't going to make again. You know, if you're going to go out and get somebody with a bigger audience, you know, you, you that that's just, just the only way you can do it. And, you know, Jeremy Newman has that. I mean, Jeremy Newman was beloved. People loved Jeremy Newman. And, you know, a lot of that goes to the station he was on. He was on the B for a very long time. And the B was very popular because it was the big stick country radio station in town. So, of course, Jeremy was just absolutely beloved. And it's also perceived that Jeremy got screwed in the way he went out over there. And I don't even know that whole story. But um, in general, he's the good guy and he's loved and he's going to bring a big audience with him. And so this was a brilliant move by iHeart Management. I think the 95-1 move was a bit of a faux pas. Uh, I hope it grows into something better. And again, like I said, the people involved there are wonderful people who deserve a ton of success. And there's a lot of talent in that room, too. And we should say not just Earl, Megan, Mark. I mean, these are great. Really, Mark Mark Myra is freaking hilarious. I mean, this guy deserves to be a giant star. I love Mark Myra. Megan, same thing. Megan, I remember sitting in 2007, Megan, had she used to be a board app at Clear Channel uh, uh, Rochester, you know, now iHeart, and she went over to Entercom, and I remember our programming people saying, how the hell did this girl get away from us? Because she was just such a giant talent doing PXY middays. So you've got giant talent. Mark Myra's uh, really just comedic comedic genius. You know, Earl, same thing, established, wonderful, and Megan, same thing. But, it, you know, Megan just with just tons of talent but it really goes to show you doesn't how much doesn't matter how much talent you pack into that room the shape radio is in in 2021 you aren't going to be able to bring new listeners unless the personality brings them with them people aren't looking for new options and willing to give it a chance they have too many options already so bringing jeremy in was a brilliant move because of that prepackaged audience that he came with. And I think it's going to pay off big time for them. I think it's going to pay off for him too. Don't know a ton about Jeremy's personal life, but by doing afternoons, I actually have a funny story. I was going to say by doing afternoons, he seems to me especially, and also because of the way, and I did listen yesterday. That's part of my funny story. Sounds like he's probably voice tracking. I don't know that for sure. He might be live. I really don't know, but he's, not going to have as much of his time eaten up by doing a two to seven music heavy shift as he was probably doing mornings at the B. So I would assume for Jeremy, it's a great move personally as well. I'm assuming I heart overpaid for him and I'm assuming he got a type of deal where he's working essentially part time for them, which is again, just a win win across the board. Uh, I, I'm sure I heart got a pretty good deal on him in general, but they probably paid him a part time, a part time deal. So he's probably making, if you break it down per hour, what will sound like a lot of money. But again, I would I would bet they're probably bringing him in part-time. Anyway, I don't know any of that. That's all speculation. The funny story I was going to tell you is yesterday afternoon, this is actually Friday, so I'm recording this on Saturday. Yesterday afternoon, I get in my car and I see that it's 1.59 p.m. And I think, oh, awesome. 
I'm going to turn to 100.5, and I'm going to listen to uh, Jeremy Newman. I'm excited about this. So I turn to 100.5, 2 o'clock runs. They do a, a promo giving away money, which has always bothered me that a you know a company that <laughs> cries poor constantly and lays people off left and right gives away $1,000 at the top of the hour every hour. Um, and then they play a song, and then they play a piece of imaging, which is the stuff in between songs that goes, ten in a row, right? And the piece of imaging says, more music, less talk, 100.5. And I'm just going like, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> they're already – the first thing I hear during the quote-unquote Jeremy Newman show is a piece of imaging that tells me more music, less talk. <laughs> like, I'm here for Jeremy Newman, Right. That seemed stupid. Then they play another song, and then there's Jeremy, and, uh, you know, sounds great, of, of course. Jeremy's wonderful. But the idea that they would still be imaging this station around, you know, music first, talk second. It's just the same mistakes over and over and over with just the current mentality from corporate radio. It's un believable to me my god how does every piece of imaging on that station not highlight jeremy newman or you know or cross promote promote bobby in the morning even promote julian megan right why are we promoting that the music is what matters and not the personalities the music is something anybody can get anywhere the personalities are the one unique thing on the station, it's the one thing that makes you different. My God. <sighs> so frustrating. But, but you can, do you hear my PTSD right now? From uh, <laughs> This sounds like literally my what you're hearing right now are things I've said in my ex-manager's office. And they just look at me like I'm stupid. They just look at me like I don't understand. I don't get it. I'm stupid. Music is what people are here for. Nobody wants talk. My God. Oh, my God. <sighs> and then, and it would be, again, it would be different if you're talking about a business that was just, you know, hockey stick on the graph of popularity and, uh, I guess, you know, revenue. But it's not. It's just going in the opposite direction for radio. And, I, and there's all this anticipation, and I'm so excited, and I turn on, and the first thing the station tells me is music first, talk second. It's just commercial radio just has got to learn. They've got to learn. They are just killing themselves with that shit. Oh, God. Anyway, sorry. So that's about it. That's all, I guess. Is that all I have? That might be. Oh, I did want to talk about one other thing. Complete change of topic. Complete 180 here. I put something on Twitter the other day, and it's 100% true. Um, I'm trying to hire right now. By the way, I might as well use this opportunity to advertise. I am looking to hire. I am willing to hire at this point at least one or two people, up to possibly even as many as four people at my plant. Um, we're growing. It's great. I love it. Things are going well. We need bodies. I scheduled seven job interviews for Friday morning. One out of seven showed up. What is going on? I did it through, I did Facebook, and I got two applications. I also did Indeed.com, and through Indeed.com, I got 
like 10 applications. So it was a combination of both. I did go back and look. The one kid that showed up came in through Facebook, not Indeed. So I'm 0-4. I'm 0-4 at this point from anyone from Indeed.com actually showing up for their interview. I don't even know if these people really exist. These applications come in and, you know, you schedule the interview. Then they immediately confirm the interview. Which, which, you know, leads me to wonder, like, are these people real? Who's sitting on their email that often, other than me, I guess? And, and then, you know, and then they don't show up, and you got to wonder, you got you to be me. You got to sit back and wonder, are these people real to begin with? Then there's the other side of it. This gets a little political, but the other side of it is the idea that, well, maybe they've got benefits that are in place and remain in place if they show that they're trying to get a job. And it's not like unemployment's going to call me and say, hey, did Jonathan show up for his job interview? They, I don't get that phone call from the unemployment office. I'm sure Jonathan says he's going to his interview, and then I'm sure he doesn't show up to the interview, and when it comes time to tell unemployment, he shows proof that he scheduled this interview, and when they ask him why he didn't get the job, he probably says, who knows? You know? So just very frustrating. I'm going to schedule some more interviews for Wednesday morning, but at this point, you know, what are you going to do? It's going to take a 1,000 interviews to hire four people. So if you want a job... <laughs> My email is paul at com. I would love to hear from you. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. We'll be back next week. Finally going to get the kombucha bite ladies on next week. That'll be wonderful. Can't wait to talk to some food startup entrepreneurs, some of my favorite stuff, favorite topics out there. Love it, love it, love it. In the meantime, go Bills, go Browns, and happy Halloween. And happy birthday, Leo. I love you. Daddy loves you.